Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Bula and welcome back to the World in Sport. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, Adi Savia headlines the addition of five current and former All Blacks to the Board of Pacific Rugby Players Welfare and calls for a local coach to be in charge of the Samoa Sevens team. But first, Papua New Guinea athlete Debbie Kaore says she would have died if she had not escaped from her former partner. Lieutenant Murray Oa was charged last week with causing grievous bodily harm after footage of him assaulting Ms Kaore in front of her children was shared widely on social media, sparking outrage in Papua New Guinea. The Rugby and Boxing International says when she posted photos and the video of the attack on Facebook, she wanted to ensure that no other woman would have to experience what she went through. Being you know, an elite athlete in injury, I've actually spoke about, you know, violence. I've actually, I always stand against violence. You know, I'm not just an athlete. I'm a, I coach girls as well, and I have young, upcoming girls that look up to me as well, even some young boys that they look up to me as a role model as well. So, you know, every time when I coach or when I try to give advice, I talk about respect and all that, respect women and, you know, respect not just women, but anyone Anyone that is, you know, on the road that is either your state, the same age as you or whether they're small or they're big. When that happened, I had to, I'm someone who doesn't hold back. I, I always come out, come forward. So I thought that was the right thing to do, to post it up so people can know what I went through. And if I had died that night, no one would have known. And if my cousin sister wasn't with me that night, she wouldn't have recorded the video. For it to go viral like that, I wasn't expecting it. There were a, a couple of women that reached out to me and said they had flashbacks of what they've been through and they saw me getting hit in a, with iron like that. I hope that women will start speaking up instead of, you know, being afraid. And men just need to stop threatening women. If they're going to speak up, let them speak up. They have the right to speak up. We have voices. Our voices need to be heard. Your partner has now been charged. He is in police custody. Uh, do you feel safe now? How, how, how do you feel at the moment? I'm still afraid. Uh, I'm still in fear. I can't say that I'm 100% safe because I know that I'm not. And I'm still worried about my, not just me and my son's safety, but I'm worried about my other family members as well. He's got his supporters that are, you know, they're sort of like taking it too personal now and without understanding, listening to both sides of the story, people are just jumping to conclusions and, you know, accusing me and then some are, you know, accusing him. And even though it's in the hands of the law, people are just not controlling what they're saying on Facebook. Is this the end of the relationship definitely for you? You can now walk away from this? Yeah, because when I posted my video... I said that I wasn't given the chance, and then I may mention that um, the third time he threatened to shoot me with a gun, and at the end of my message, I said that I hope that there won't be another victim after me. 
when I said that, I meant that I was leaving. I was, I'm never going back to this relationship. Uh, are people helping you? Yeah, I'm with my family at the moment. My um, two sons, uh, I have come from him. So my two sons from my previous relationship, uh, um, they're away from me, and I'm, I'm, I'm with my family at the moment. So, you know, a number of people have spoken out. Uh, High-profile sports people like yourself. Uh, the prime minister made a statement. Um, you've had groundswells of people wanting to help from Australia. There's a, a fundraising page to help you with your, your medical costs and to, to help you set up a, a new life with your children. Um, what, what does that support mean to you? I'm suspicious with the support I'm getting. I wish I could do something to thank everyone, but I really appreciate the support that is coming. You know, people um, trying to help in every in any way they could to reach out to me. Um, even just messages, sending me, you know, their love and their support um, to me and my family and also, you know, um, donating little uh, whatever that is. I'm so thankful. I'm, I'm just vicious. I just want to thank everyone who is, you know, behind me and supporting me. And it doesn't mean that, you know, I'm going to stop here because violence is violence and what he did was wrong. We had the chance to discuss the problem and talk about it, but him going to that extent was just unacceptable. He's in police custody. He surrendered himself and he's been charged. Um, uh, are you optimistic that he will be found guilty, that, that there will be a adequate punishment? I'm, I'm 100% sure there's going to be a punishment for him. There's a hard evidence of him, you know, showing in the video of what he did to me. So... I want justice for me and my family. You know, it's about time that I stand up for myself. I stand up for my children, and I can't let this happen again. And uh, and you have a final message, Debbie. You talked about your post on Facebook and how you wanted this to mean that no other woman has to experience what you've experienced. Um, obviously, it's an issue that Papua New Guinea has been grappling with for a long time. Um, do you have any? thoughts on on what could be done to improve this situation or um, you know could could government could officials do more to ensure that more women aren't put in such unsafe positions or aren't subject to violence like this you know our government can you know can put laws and all that but it's the people's mindset people need to change their mindset the way they're thinking we we say that we want to you know we want to move forward but then it's the human mindset that needs to be changed if we can change our mindset and start thinking like human beings, and I'm pretty sure we can have a good law enforcement in our country. It's said that, you know, we make laws, but our government makes makes the law, but then it's the people that break the laws again because we're, we're misunderstanding the law. Or, But I just hope that, you know, people can, um, men and women can educate kids, both, you know, female and male, and educate them that people need to be respected and our mindset needs to be positive, not all the time negative. That's Papua New Guinea athlete Debbie Kaore. New Zealand Rugby Player of the Year Adi Savir is one of five current and former All Blacks to join the expanded board of Pacific Rugby Players Welfare. Hurricanes teammate Nani Laumape has also jumped on board alongside two-time World Cup winner Jerome Kainor, Anthony Tuatavake and Seta Tamanivalu. The managing director of Pacific Rugby Players Welfare, 
Former Marusamoa fullback Mike Umanga says it's the island way to help out and give back to your community. Uh, Adi you know, saw this, the work that we've been doing and, and he is very a, pr- a very proud Samoa. And you know, reached out to Dan and asked if, if there's anything he could do. As same, uh, same with uh, Nani, uh, La Mape, wanting to put the, their, themselves behind you know, supporting you know, our next generation because there will always be another uh, next generation of Pacific Island rugby player. So getting in early and, and trying to, to support uh, wherever possible is, is massive for our organisation. And does this just reflect perhaps, Mike, that you know, um, to, to be Samoan or to be a New Zealander or to be an Australian, it's not you know, a binary thing. You, know? you can you know, feel part of a number of different cultures and that's one of the sort of arguments that people have made about being able to switch countries and, and players that want to represent their heritage maybe later on in their careers or, or, or go one way or another. And the fact that you've got all blacks and, and internationals from other countries with that Pacifica heritage over in the US as well that, that clearly feel that connection and, and want to give back to their, um, to their heritage yep. as well is, you know, indicative of that. 100%. You know, heritage is massive uh, in all of us. Um, it is something that, you know, we were you know, taught from a very, very early age, especially myself being brought up in New Zealand, you know, heritage was everything with our parents. So, you know, our role, even more so now, is to stay in touch with our heritage uh, and pass it on to our kids as well. And I've, I've literally just got off the phone with myself and Dad, I've just got off the phone with two players over in uh, America who just reached out about wanting to see if, you know, if there's any way PRPW can support. Pacific Island uh, players over there, you know, which we're more than happy to, you know, and you know, it's 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 great, you know, just this, uh, you know, we always talk about where we're growing up, and, and this is part of the kiwi kiwi under that we have in us um, is that it's always about giving back, and for some of us, um, we're not in New Zealand where we were brought up or in the islands where we're actually having to, you know, apply our trade in in Europe, but wanting to give back to what got us started in the game. And uh, amongst your board, what what are some of the key issues right now? Is it player eligibility? I know um, your organisation has spoken up a lot about, um, you know, recently about Francis Keane and, um, you know, his position yeah. with Fiji. And, and, and are those issues that current players are coming to you, talking to you about? I think one of the biggest ones is player eligibility because, you know, there's a lot of players that are, have played once or twice for, you know, either New Zealand, Australia, whatever, but would dearly love to, you know, represent their country of uh, of their parents' origin, you know, uh, which which goes down to uh, how they were brought up and the heritage. And if, if they're still fit and able, uh, then, you know, I guess, why not? We didn't get the chance to talk to Bill Beaumont about it, but, you know, we did talk to... Uh, Augustine Pichot about it at the at the time when they were just going into uh, re-election. That if 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 the the product the uh, the end product is the World Cup, then why wouldn't you want your best players at that show? Um, so you know, you know, maybe holding someone back like a Charles Pierre, you know, is is that keeping the best players away from the World Cup? You know. Granted, you know, the country would still have to qualify, but you know, there's a lot of people uh, like Charles who've you know, had one or two, maybe you know, as many as 10 or so caps who are still uh, fit and able. 
to play international rugby. Why not make it a you know, even more of a, a spectacle? Indeed. And uh, if you get the best players out there, you know. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I remember uh, talking uh, to a, a chat not so long ago about 1995, and we're now 2019. Pacific Island rugby was, you know, well, we certainly felt out at the time on the out, you know, and there would have been, you know, would have and could have, maybe should have been, you know, Pacific Island Nation in the semi-finals somewhere along the line, at, at the very least. But it still hasn't happened. Why is that? You, you touched on the discussions you'd had with Augustine Pichot, and, and obviously now Bill Beaumont's won a second term. He has spoken about being willing to review that eligibility situation, but you know, it's clear that you know he hasn't always been of that view. Are you, are you as players' welfare, are you guys optimistic that with the people in charge as they are at the moment that there could be change heading into 2023, or is it lip service at this point, or do you, do you believe that there's still optimism? Yeah, well, we'd have to say it's, it's lip service because uh, we, we've you know, been trying to get an answer from World Rugby about Francis King, uh, and we still as yet, uh, I'll double-check with Dan, but he didn't say anything just 20 minutes ago that you know we still haven't had a reply to them from our uh, initial um, contacts around Francis King and what was going to happen with that situation. So... You know, Bill Beaumont has said that he promises that there'll be a review. I'm, I'm sure there'll be a review, but will it be the answer that we're all hoping for? I doubt it very much, if I'm honest, because uh, I'm not sure whether they'd want you know, Pacific Island uh, teams to break into, more Pacific Island teams to break into the tier, uh, tier one or the top tier. They're, they're not wanting to use tier one anymore, are they? Tier one, tier three, but I'd be very surprised. But we live in hope. We live in a world of hope. Uh, we've just got to keep banging the drum. That's the Managing Director of Pacific Rugby Players Welfare, Mike Umanga. The only coach to lead Samoa to a World 7 Series title believes it's time another local is given the job. Sir Gordon Titchens resigned last month after three and a half years in charge. The Manu Sevens finished 13th, 10th and 6th in his three full seasons at the helm but were languishing at 13th in the overall standings when the current campaign was suspended in March. Stephen Beetham led Samoa to the 2010 World Series title and believes it's time for a local coach to be given another crack at the top job. We haven't really clicked on, on, on the coaching staff yet. And in saying that, that reason is because every time we change a coach, he changes the whole um, the whole group of players. And every time you change a whole group of players, you know, because it's we've got a small pool of players to pick from, you know, you've got to bring in a whole bunch of new players and, and it's, they have to start learning. And um, we can't expect to, to get it right within two or three years. It takes a bit longer than that. But uh, if, if we keep changing coaches every three years, then he will change his whole, his whole player pool and we'll, we'll just go back to the start. We've just got to persist and, and trust in what the coaches have. And just um, we've just got to put the emphasis on, on, on we're building first and then hopefully after four or five years the, the results will come. But uh, my belief is because in the last 10 years we must have gone through four or five coaches and hence uh, I think every time a new coach comes there's a new pool of players and we've had no consistency in that area and I think the results have really um, suffered, the team has suffered and, and hence the results. 
the Samoan public are, you know, very demanding uh, for their rugby teams, and and you know, will tell will tell their teams uh, how they think they're playing if they're not playing well. And and obviously, the Prime Minister and, and Chair of the Rugby Union also um, is is happy to give his opinion on on the national teams. Um, do, do you think it's real? Is, is it realistic to have? a coach for four, five, six years in Samoa where, like here in New Zealand, the, the rugby public can be very demanding for, for results? It's, it's, it, there's no way that that's going to be realistic. <laughs> well, you, you did right, uh, Vinny. Um, the public here and, and just uh, the Prime Minister or the Chairman, you know, everything hints, uh, hinges on results. And, and, and that's the nature of the beast. That's the nature of rugby. If we, we don't have the results, you know, in two years' time, you could be out of there. So, you know, in building in building a team, you've got to be very mindful of your results. And um, so, like I say, you've got to have the right players and the right coaching staff. Do you believe there is enough talent on Ireland at the moment? You know, you had all these local players that had such gifts. Uh, are those players still in Samoa, or do you need to supplement that with Samoan-based players, be it in New Zealand, Australia, etc.? Is the talent there to nurture? Um, really, yep, the talent is here to nurture. I've um, I've dealt with club rugby last year and this year, and there's a lot of talent on island. Um, it's just a matter of getting the right coaching staff in and identifying the talent, and um, I'm sure they can um, produce the results within a couple of years. And do you think a local coach is maybe the way to go? We've had a couple of from offshore, and that's not to say that's a good or a bad thing, but do you think maybe after that and you know what probably were expensive appointments, do you think maybe <laughs> going local long-term is the way? Uh, I, I think so. I think going local long term is the right way. It's not disrespecting the, the, the um, offshore coaches. Uh, McGrath and, and, and Gordon Titchens brought a lot, lot to the table, something different. Um, and, and, and I think it's, it's good for the union to see that they've seen that what those coaches have, have, have brought in. And um, you know, working even myself working with uh, Sir Gordon, you know, it was an eye opener for me to see the way he saw things. Um, and, and he had a few things that, you know, to me were were very, um, you know, good to see in, in, in the seventh atmosphere and, and something that I wouldn't have seen, you know, just, just uh, coaching with, with the local coaches. And, you know, there's, there's, there's always pros and cons, but I think, you know, we, we've got to take the good things that, that some of these offshore coaches have brought and, um, you know, how to marry it with, with what we do on this side of the, of the world with our culture. I think that'll be the, the right word is, is how to marry what, what the overseas coaches bring and, 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 and marry it into our culture and, and how we do things. That's the former Samoa 7s and 15s head coach Stephen Beetham. And that's the World in Sport for this week. For more, head to our website rnzi.com. Vinaka. Botox Cosmetic, Autobotulinum Toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.